The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages. I am Roger B. This is Locked and Loaded, and you're listening to America's Web Radio. Now, apparently, there was a story breaking I was unaware of that Victor Armendariz has brought up just before I jumped on here. Yep. And he's going to stay for a few minutes and help discuss that with me. Apparently, what did they say? Music Midtown? So, they're, they're trying to cancel so it music, guns? They, they did. They canceled Music Midtown, and the reason they're giving is because they're uh, mad at the Georgia carry law. You know, now in Georgia, we can constitutional carry. Look, Music Midtown's been here before many times. Oh, and this is why this is so decades. bogus. I, I don't even have to. We don't even really, Roger, have to get into how this is how we know this is bogus. But you know, right off the hand, as soon as I heard Music Midtown come out and say that they're canceling because of guns, you knew it was a political. Guns, we knew it was political. Absolutely, Stacey Abrams has her hand so deep into this, and I, and I can't wait till it comes out because I, you only need to go look at Stacey because it's going to be covered in crap when be, it comes out, right? Because this. <laughs> You know, we are, everybody knows, it, one of the biggest races in the United States is the governorship of Georgia, which is Brian Kemp running against Stacey Abrams. And, uh, Stacey Abrams, she's getting her butt kicked, folks, right now. And, uh, she's gonna do some crazy things. Now, it wasn't, it, as if it wasn't bad enough that she hurt so many minority businesses by getting the all-star game kicked out of Georgia. Now, you're not going to get to go to a concert because of Stacey Abrams. But let me really – it's not all Stacey Abrams' fault, though, Roger. Let me, And this no, is what I wanted not. to okay. – Oh, whose fault is it? Who this is what I wanted it? to talk about. So when you really break it down, people aren't buying tickets to Music Midtown. So, I, I, so that's part of it. Music Midtown is looking going, we, we aren't making money. Well, I wonder if the COVID and, thing uh, – they couldn't well, blame it on COVID. It's too late for that. That they, was for a couple they, of years. They probably would have been better blaming it on COVID now because if you look at the numbers, people aren't buying tickets. Why aren't they buying tickets? Maybe because people are afraid. You know, We're talking about downtown Atlanta. We're talking about Piedmont Park, and you can't get any more – I mean, you might as – and when you're in downtown Atlanta, you might as well be in Chicago. It's run by a bunch of libtards, and, and a lot of people live and there. What's one are, of the, oh, wait. I, I got that story today. Oh, oh good. Uh, you, violence is such a problem – so what are Democrats doing? Squashing police spending. And changing definitions of words. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You weren't beaten by a criminal. Uh, you, you were just brushed by he a criminal. He was an undocumented yeah. assaultant. Well that's, exactly, <clears throat> well, that's exactly right, Roger. I mean, the, 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 the Atlanta... The city of Atlanta is run by Democrats. They defunded the police. They got themselves in a mess. Crime is through the roof. And Music Midtown, I think, and when you look, like I said, break it down and look at the Live Nation, the tickets that have been sold, they're way behind on ticket sales. And I don't know, maybe it's – and again, the most of the people who live, these Democrats, voters, these Biden voters who live in downtown Atlanta – a lot of them might be afraid of Corona still because they believe the BS they're hearing on the mainstream media. So they might be afraid. Maybe that's why they're not buying tickets. You know, Roger, it might be that they don't have any money right now because, right, because of the Biden have, inflation. They don't have jobs. And, the Biden inflation, the Biden recession, uh, the lack of money, they, that might be a reason well, they're not buying tickets. A ticket to Music Midtown is probably $300 oh, now I with the way imagine how going. much. can't imagine how much it would cost. And so, all the food is going to be more expensive and, then the, and the beer. Everything. And if they can even – the supply chain issue, can they get food? It's ridiculous. So I, I can understand – Probably Music Midtown, the real reason is probably because they're not going to make money. 
Now, Stacey Abrams, the reason why I say she's connected to this is because she's trying to run on and making and giving out so many lies about Georgia's gun laws. So by so Midtown is throwing Stacey Abrams. Now, trust me, ladies and gentlemen, I would bet money that there's some behind the scenes uh Discussion of course there is between Music Midtown officials and Stacey Abrams because by them coming out saying it's because of guns that we're canceling Music Midtown, they're throwing Stacey a bone. So I can tell you, Roger, I think this is going to backfire big time on Stacey Abrams because people backfire. who wanted to go to the concert, um, anybody that's outside of Atlanta that came in to go to the wanted to come to the concert. When is it supposed to be? Do you know? Uh, I I think it was in September. Oh, so it it's up and coming. Yeah. So now they're not going to have it. And Stacey Abrams thinks she's going to win political mm. points by by getting or going in cahoots with the Midtown officials by saying – by blaming it on guns. I, yeah, I think it's going to back Well, well it's probably – it's it's politically driven. It's probably economically driven. Well, the, Imagine the, all yeah. the hotels that are not going to sell oh, rooms because well, of this. This is why it's going to backfire. Food not going to be sold. This is why Stacey Abrams is such is a horrible <clears throat> candidate that, that I've been saying she is. And Roger, you hit it right there. You hit it on the head. The businesses that were going to to make money, clean from up. Make them, the, they were going to make. They, they were going to. This was going to make their year. Music Midtown brings in tons of money. Right. So just like the All Star Game cost the so many people millions of dollars in business, the this is going to cost people lots of money in business. Only similar. And now, a three day event. A three day event. And now Stacey Abrams is running around trying to take de facto credit. Because of the gun, blaming it on guns, it's going to backfire on her. Because the people that are losing money are going to go, Stacy. Once again, you're screwing the minority. You're screwing minority business. Right. Stacy should have kept her mouth shut, and Midtown Music should have been honest and said, "Hey, we're not selling tickets," or may or blame COVID like everybody yeah. else is doing. I mean, at least that I can understand. But, I mean, I don't agree with it, but at least I understand the the theory yeah. behind it. Right. You know, the government's trying to force this COVID scare on everybody. Exactly. Still. Uh, but it's but just that would have been a better gun. strategy than to go with this gun thing. They're trying so hard. I mean, the Second Amendment clearly mm-hmm. states. Oh, you cannot. Oh my God, you cannot, cannot misconstrue that in any way. Uh, you can't. And yet, but Stacey Abrams would rather take everything away from you, but yet she keeps her armed guards, I'm sure, close by. Listen, make no mistake. Stacey Abrams is one of the most and well-guarded politicians in Georgia. Mm. Stacey Abrams is never without armament. Right, she without has arm- p- And believe you me, Roger, they have assault weapons. That's right, and magazines of more <laughs> than 10 rounds. And magazines that have more than 10 rounds. All the stuff she's campaigning against, she has and will continue Every, yes, to have, everything. even if they pass that rule. Everything that Stacey Abrams says you can't have, she has. Everything that Stacey Abrams says that you can't do, she does. So, I, you know, again, this is... Perfect and if ad material dumb for Kemp to vote for somebody who wants to be a ruler yeah. over you, right. then you deserve to yeah. be ruled over. It, it, look, if you're a if you're a minority voter out there and you you be, you own a gun, then you got to be a special kind of stupid to go vote for somebody like Abrams. You really yeah. got you got to be a special kind of stupid. And you know what? And every you know, and more and more people are buying guns. Gun sales are still. Mm-hmm. At a historic high levels for the last three years almost. And you know what? There's a reason for that. In New Orleans, for instance, they say all these uh, gun sales are going on and they can't understand why. Well, here you go. Here's a startling crime statistic that has emerged in recent months. The New Orleans Police Department have an hour, an average response time of 
Guess oh. how much to a 911 call? Gosh, I'm afraid. Uh, is it more than 10 minutes? Is it more than an hour? <laughs> 10 minutes. An hour? <laughs> Keep going. Uh, I like half a day? Two and a half hours to respond yeah. to a 911 call. Wow. I mean, so that tells you when, when seconds count, cops are hours away. Are hours away. So, and they're wondering why, and they're trying to figure out, you know, how this is going on, like low priority incidents, stolen cars, fender menders. And I understand stuff like that. You know, sometimes they say, we're not going to come out, exchange insurance, do it. Right. But when you call 911, you expect an emergency response. Maybe they need to have another number. It's not an emergency number because you call 911 and you have to wait two and a half hours for a response. You know, if someone's trying to break into your house and you have to wait two and a half hours, you might as well move. (laughs) (laughs) You could probably schedule a moving truck to be there before the police. (laughs) If somebody breaks in your house and you're waiting on the police, you might as well just go ahead and tape up some boxes and help the criminal. Yeah, just say, oh, anything else you would like? Yeah, and and this is probably what the Democrats want. They would rather you help the criminal, give them everything they want, help them pack it up real nicely, uh, take, you know, guard the breakables, help them load their truck. And then maybe you'll survive. And in the Democrats' mind, that that's a win. That's a win. Yeah. That's Even though win. not you know, in my house, it ain't. No. Yeah. Me neither. But you know what? It's it's crazy because people wonder. Oh, it's just stuff. I go. Yeah. And what do you trade for that stuff? Well, you trade money. And how do you get money? At my job. And what does your job require? Time. They're basically taking time yeah, out of. Take, they're taking time, your life away. And time can't be replaced, folks. That's right. You can't buy more time. No, you can't. You I don't care time. what movie comes out of Hollywood. You ain't buying time. That's right. And you spend years <laughs> saving this money to buy these things, or buy a house, or provide for your family. And these criminals and the the politicians would let them steal it mm-hmm. rather than fight for it. You can. They're they're taking your life away. Absolutely. You can. You can. Hour at a time. Hours. You at can time. mine for your Bitcoin and your that coin and whatever. Whatever coin you want, you ain't mining time. That's right. You cannot you get just, that you back. Just, and not, that's, you know, no. these people are stealing from you. They're stealing time from your life. You know, people don't realize that. Or, you know, they steal your car. That's your livelihood. If you can't get to work, you can't support your family. You can't provide for them. You can't, you'll, you may be, go hungry because somebody stole your car. Even mm-hmm. though it's just a thing, it helps you do, it helps you live your life. The way you want to live it, the way everybody wants to live their life. They want to be fed. They want to be happy. They want to have their family safe and secure. But apparently in New Orleans, if you have to wait two and a half hours for a police response after a 911 call, <clears throat> I said it before and I'll say it again. You need to be your own first responder. How can you possibly look at statistics like this and think that you don't have to be responsible for your own safety, especially in a big city like New Orleans. I mean, they have huge crime rates, and it's been increasing since twenty, the end of 2019, beginning of 2020. The crime has been going up astronomically. <clears throat> Why? Because they have a two-and-a-half-hour response time to a 911 call. <laughs> so the criminals know, well, I got enough time to do all yeah, this. I'll just steal all this stuff. I got enough time. <clears throat> and then, but what did they do in 2021 to help this, to help uh, get this problem taken care of? Oh, they cut police funding by $15 million. <laughs> But Roger, Roger, city. they're just reallocating funds. You to, see. Yeah. Again, you got to change the definitions. So they're reallocating funds to attorneys who can get criminals out of jail out faster. Of jail. <laughs> and into your home. That's right. It's like, oh my God. It's like these people. And if you voted for this, hey, you deserve it. I'm sorry. Yeah. You vote for these kind of politicians. You vote for these guys, these women, these people who've who support this kind of thing, you deserve what you voted for. And if your house gets robbed, you remember, you voted for that. So, you know, I'm going to take that as you, that's self-inflicted. 
you vote stupid, there are consequences. And then stu- and then things happen to you and you get mad. It's like, hey, you voted for it. Stop being dumb. Yep. Stop being part of the dumb masses the that are out there. Dumb masses. Because it is just crazy. You know, you can't count, especially with all these cities defunding police. I mean, that's their answer to violent crime. Defund the police. Defund the police. $15 million less in one city for police force in New Orleans. And they have a two and a half hour response time to get to your door. Crazy. Of course, by the time they get there, they probably need to call a coroner if someone's out to do you any harm. Any? Maybe they just send the coroner first. Maybe he has a gun. I don't know. Or maybe yeah, they right. could send somebody else. Maybe the dog catcher. You know, he's got equipment to to wrangle beasts and keep them under control. Maybe it'll work on people too. <laughs> I don't know. There's got to be an answer to this, and <clears throat> I'm not sure what it is. But I'm coming up with these alternatives. Well, remember the. So if you have an alternative, send me an email at. Uh, remember the South Park episode? <laughs> <laughs> with the V chip. Can, can we get some of those? <laughs> Put a V chip in the criminal so if they t- tend to do something wrong, they get shocked. No, Kitty. That's my crime. <laughs> I, you know, if you don't watch South Park, there are some episodes that you really should watch. It's almost like The Simpsons. They I saw mean, what we were coming into well, before it ever that happened. That is uncanny. <clears throat> The, I know. the amount of things that the Simpsons have predicted. Like I Trump mean, so, being president. Oh, my God. <laughs> exactly. I mean, somebody needs to uh, – I don't know. I mean, And at the time, we thought it was funny, and all uh, of a sudden, it's coming true. You're Nostra- like, whoa. Nostradamus has nothing on South Park. I mean, right. uh, the Simpsons. Simpsons. That's right. All right. We're going to have to take a quick break. We'll be right back after these messages. I am Roger B. This is Locked and Loaded. You're listening to America's Web Radio. Since the 1960s, J.C. Taylor has been America's premier specialty insurance provider. For classic cars, antique autos, modified, and custom vehicles, our customers have trusted us to protect their prized possessions for more than six decades. For more information, or to receive a quote, contact our expert team today by calling 888-ANTIQUE, or by visiting our website at jctaylor.com slash awr, that's 888-268-4783, or visit jctaylor.com slash awr drive through time with peace of mind. J.C. Taylor. If you want the truth about politics, medicine, weapons, classic cars, and more, you'll want to tune in to America's Web Radio. You can listen to all of your favorite shows live at www.americaswebradio.com or on demand on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. That's www.americaswebradio.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Good afternoon, good morning, good evening. I'm Roger B. This is Locked and Loaded with my special guest, Victor Armanderes, who's been hanging out with us. For a few more minutes. Talking about guns and uh, how Democrat politicians love to bash the guns and we're talking about the New Orleans police response time for a 911 call of two and a half hours so if that doesn't spur you into going to your local gun shop and saying you know what I need to I need to take responsibility but unfortunately a lot of the liberals don't want to take responsibility they want the government to handle all the responsibility for them you don't need a gun we have police you don't need a fire extinguisher. We have fire departments. I mean, the stupidity. It's yeah, just, yeah. oh, it hurts. 
It hurts. It gives me a headache just thinking I, that some people are so you stupid. Know, Roger, <clears throat> this would be a good time to remind people there is no a, a police officer is not constitutionally duty dutied to save your life. Oh no, that was proven. Supreme Court I, 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 the ruled Supreme on that. Supreme Court ruled on that. That's right. And they aren't. And uh, I just and not to mention the Second of Freaking Amendment. But yet you have a political class, a political group, a party in the Democrats who want to take that very right away from you, not from themselves. Just you. Just you. Yes, because they believe they are royalty. That's crazy. They we fought hard. A war against the biggest empire in the world at the time. With guns. With guns, of course. And won the freedom to maintain our weapons. And they made a constitution, and this constitution guarantees you that right. But these people want to put themselves back in a ruling class, put you as peasants, and take away your rights to defend yourself while keeping their own right intact. That alone should be enough to say, hey, wait a minute. Why am I treated as a second-class citizen while they're treated like royalty? Like royalty. And a lot of people will do this, too. They put politicians up on a pedestal. Oh, you're a senator. Oh, you're a congressman. Oh, we should worship you. We should Great. we should do this for you. It's like, no. They are public servants. They are representatives of the people. They are not rulers. Supposed to. They're not leaders, obviously. They could be if they were smart. Please. Most of the Democrats and a lot and, and too many establishment Republicans couldn't lead their way out of a big paperback. Yeah, politicians in general are not leaders. They're, the only thing they're leading is their push to make themselves wealthy and protected yeah. and privileged. Which, which is the reason, Roger, why I always say you can't allow these people to put up a camp in Washington. You can't allow people like Biden and Pelosi and Schumer and Lindsey never Graham and, to be there forever. <clears throat> Because if yeah. you're if you're going to represent the people, you know what? After ten, twenty years, you ain't representing people. You represent yourself. That's right. Again, you. It's like Biden. What did he do? He took an energy independent country, mm-hmm. shut off the pipelines, <laughs> stopped building he pipelines, took, pulled leases from uh, oil drilling companies. He took one of the best performing <clears throat> economies under President Trump and put us into a recession in less than two years. Yeah, I mean, it's like best performing economy in over fifty years. Whether you like Trump or not, his accomplishments stand for oh. themselves. Yes, he says mean Policies things. Right on. Look, he's a guy, and every woman out there not, will admit guys say <laughs> stupid stuff. Not just a dude; he's a New Yorker. <laughs> he's a New, he's Yorker, a New Yorker and a guy. Dude. So I mean, every woman, if I have any women listeners, which I don't think I do, but if I did, think about it. Uh, every I, guy you have ever known has said stupid stuff. We do that. That's our problem. That's that's our stick. I that's mean, right. That's, that's we do that. We say, and then we realize, oh, that was dumb. Do. Why did I say that? And you have to correct us, or you get angry at us. <laughs> exactly. And we're like, we didn't mean to say it like that. And you know, and Trump said stupid stuff. He did. I'll I'll be the first to admit it. But his policies and his actions actions speak louder than words. Is anybody not familiar with that particular phrase? The reason why it's a <clears throat> is a philosophy is because it's true. His mm-hmm. actions spoke louder than anything he said. So if you are more concerned about rhetoric than you are about action, you're a special kind of stupid. Yeah, special kind of stupid. <laughs> that I is mean, ridiculous. Look, there are lots of ways to be special kind of stupid, and you really – you Biden voters need to stop trying to figure out more ways to be special kind of stupid. Right, because, I mean, it's obviously his presidency is a complete failure. It I seems like see. every time the Democrats get in office, that president that they put in office – Takes the place of the worst president from the one before, though. 
Obama took it from Carter. Yeah. Biden's taking it from Obama. Obama. I mean, God help us if another Democrat ever gets elected. My goodness. I mean, it would literally be a circus clown. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they can't can't get the bar down. I mean, don't don't suggest it because they'll take it as a challenge. They'll take it as a challenge. You're you're right. You're right. They'll go out of their way to prove how stupid a candidate they can run and win with. That's what kills me. Look, they're going to try. (laughs) Kamala Harris thinks she's going to be the next president. I look, I you know this is I probably shouldn't say this. Oh come on, say it anyway. You know we don't uh, have Biden, the FCC to worry about. Yeah, Biden again, you know, with the with the with the Ronas. Uh, I mean, can you imagine? Wouldn't I would love to see a hidden camera catch Kamala Harris's jubilation uh, these past couple of weeks? Yeah, when it's <laughs> this is it. This is it. When the seventy-eight-year-old president contracts <laughs> yeah. a virus when that he, may kill him. When the hundred and thirty-five-year-old <clears throat> president catches a, a virus that wiped out elderly people and went blazing <laughs> through elderly homes in New York because of that idiot governor mayor up there, uh, but and the governor up there. But but when we know the virus hurts old people the most. You've got a 135-year-old President Biden who gets it twice now. He's quadruple and ten times boosted. Boosted, uh, uh, vaccinated, I mean, stabbed, vaccinated, jabbed. boosted, and yeah, he stabbed him and jabbed him every which way. <laughs> uh, but yet he comes down with it twice. You know Kamala is going, this is it! This is it! I mean, she is terrible. reveling in the possibility. I shouldn't say that, but I mean, now, she is, uh, is it, it's possible, I guess, Joe could become an invalid and not be able to run and she would automatically well, be placed in. They, he doesn't have to yeah. die. No, no, they, they, look, uh, using the 25th amendment, I mean, that's not out of the realm of possibility. I, I it, and it's not the Republicans that'll do it. It's the Democrats that'll do it. And it's going <laughs> to be led by Kamala. <clears throat> look, they want, Kamala wants Biden out before 2024. She wants to be 47. Yeah. And, uh, um, Jill Biden doesn't, yes. Kamala doesn't want to have to run and earn the presidency. She wants to ascend to it. Right. Because I think she now. knows she wants, she's not going to uh, get past. If yeah, she was she to have. ascend to it, she wouldn't get past the two years she's got. No. Unless no. she has a complete change of personality somehow. That can't And happen. policy. I mean. That's not going to happen. She's unlikable. She's just horrible. And Yeah. Uh, and then unicorns and came clueless. back. clueless. Yeah, right. And dragons. And, 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 and yes. And, you know, yeah, and, and what's the flying monkeys flew out of my butt? Fly, monkeys flew out of my butt. Yeah. Santa Claus is real. <laughs> the Easter bunny lives at my house. Yes. Yeah. If all no, that stuff I mean, comes true, you never know. I mean, things yeah, can happen. Know. You never know. But, she uh, could change her policy and become a great but president. But this, this is why I say watch the battle that's erupting between Jill Biden and Harris. <laughs> and, and then not just there. Uh, Judge is fighting the battle with Harris. Now, what's, his, it's, it's what's his stake in this? Well, Judge wants to be the nominee in 2024. Oh, and uh, oh, he isn't oh, going to oh. stand by and give it to Harris. Harris thinks she She's is ordained. She should, or, yeah, right. And typically, typically, if you're the vice president, you're the you're the number one going into an open primary. Right. She ain't gonna be number one. You kind of wondered uh, though if Trump had won a second term, I, I, would his vice president have run? Pence? In the th- oh, I think Pence is gonna run anyway. You think so? Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. He doesn't have a shot. Of course, I, everyone I just keeps ranting on about Trump uh, and DeSantis somehow. Yeah, yeah. And no, I, that mix of people or I, one or the other. It's going to be Trump or it's going to be DeSantis. Pence can dream all he wants. Staying, uh, no way. I, I don't want. And Pence if Trump does run, do you think DeSantis uh, would take a VP position uh, behind him? Doubt, without a doubt. You know, there's an adage out there: you can run around and saying you won't take it, the job of VP. But when the president taps you on the shoulder and says, will you be my VP, no one ever says no. Right. Rarely would they say no. I mean, you know, I was really no hoping he would have got no. Cruz to be 
his VP. But that would have been smart. <clears throat> but uh, you know, look, Pence was not a bad guy, and I know no, no. why. I know why Trump did it because he wasn't Pence super had the outgoing. Well, Pence had the relationship with the establishment, right? And that's what Trump um, needed. He needed he, a liaison. Yeah, he needed that. And and look, I like Pence, but uh, Pence ain't the guy. Pence no, ain't the guy. I don't it's, think it's, so. It's he's be got Ron the gay DeSantis issue dragging him down too, though. Uh, you know, I don't even think that would bring him down. He's just too—he's too run of the mill. We don't need a run of the mill Republican to fix the problems. Yeah, I mean, because we had, they won't fix the problems. We had Trump in, and he was—you um, got to have. I mean, the, aside from saying stupid <clears throat> stuff, he was spectacular yeah, in his policy. We and what have he did. to have the bull in the china shop, so to speak, and that's what Trump was. Trump got to Washington, and went. <laughs> uh, nobody put me here. The people put me here. Right. No, the and lobbyists work, didn't put me here. So I work for them. You know, and I don't need your and money. I don't I'm need already a billionaire. Money. Exactly. <laughs> that, that's what terrified the bureaucrats the most. They couldn't and buy that's him. Why, and, and with Ron DeSantis, I just think, you know, that he you can look what he's doing in Florida. Now, does Florida have constitutional carry, do you know? Yeah. They do. Okay, in fact, so. was it, was I, I that think while he was there? They were either right before us or they're going to be right after us. So I'd have to check on that. Okay. Because uh, I know. Cause I do know they have good carry law. Like so as far did. as gun stuff goes, DeSantis is pro-gun. Oh, 100%. And Trump and seems to be, even though Trump was raised in New York, and I think personally – he probably is not as pro-gun he, as we would like him to be. He's evolved a little bit. I right. Mean, I think he realizes evolved. that those people are not as big a threat as Democrats made them out to be for exactly. years and years and years. And that that's one thing that will actually keep people in line is by knowing your leaders can't take your guns away. I mean, every other dictatorial le- leadership throughout the world and throughout history has proven if they take your guns away, they're going to do something to make you want them back. Yeah. <laughs> so don't let them go there. Don't let them. What are they going to want to do that's going to make you wish you had your gun back if they try and take your guns so, away? Here's something for you, Roger. Oh, a new story coming out. Record. Yes. Breaking news. Breaking news. Who used to do that? The Victor News Network. Yeah, right. Three straight years of gun sales over one million a month. Oh yeah, it's <laughs> one million guns a month, and the Democrats think <clears throat> they're going to get rid of the Second Amendment. I know it's, and every time they say that, it even goes up. A gun store is born. <laughs> a gun store is born. That's true. One million guns sold a month. That's not a year. No, no, that's a month. One million sold a month. And that's a little slow. During 2020, we had 20 million guns sold in a year. Mm -hmm. Over one and a half million a month. So those numbers are skyrocketing. They're high. But the fact that we are now three years straight with with no less than a million guns sold a month. Well, yeah, because I mean, you look at the Biden administration, you look at the spending spending being pulled from police departments all over the country in big cities. You look at response times of the New Orleans PD at two and a half hours. (laughs) Telling you, how could you not want to have a gun and defend your life? You just had the House pass to to ban um, guns again. They're they're trying to ban AR-15s. They the House passed this. Hopefully it dies in the Senate because the way they wrote this bill is exactly what I told people before. If you allow them to ban AR-15s, they're going to ban pistols, and that's what they're going gunning for. Oh, they're gunning. Well, they the want to ban everything. Action. It's the same. So exactly, Roger. They want to ban it all. Look at Australia. And they're doing it. They're they trying. S- Australia started. Oh, just semi-automatic rifles. Right. That's all. That's all we want us to yeah. take those. Everything yeah. else is fine. Mm-hmm. And before you know it, they inch closer and closer. Oh, it's the boiling frog. Everything. 
Exactly. You give them an inch, they'll try and, and take a and, mile. Uh, and you look at that house, it's getting mm-hmm. little coverage, but the House bill, they passed this to ban these guns, and, and they're not going to stop. Now, hopefully it ain't going to pass the Senate. I th- it, it depends on what... Uh, no, I assume yeah. most of that passed on party lines, I'm guessing. Oh, of course. Yeah, of I don't course. think any Republicans... Right, we've got to take a quick break. We'll be right back after this. I'm Roger B. This is Locked and Loaded, and you're listening to America's Web Radio. Start taking back our country from the liberal wokes by voting locally for conservative Republicans. If you want the truth about politics, medicine, weapons, classic cars, and more, you'll want to tune in to America's Web Radio. You can listen to all of your favorite shows live at www.americaswebradio.com or on demand on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. That's www.americaswebradio.com. Veteran-owned, America's Web Radio would like to thank all of our incredible patrons. We wouldn't be able to do this without you. If you are not already a patron, you can help us continue to produce some of the most informative and entertaining shows on the Internet by becoming a patron. Patrons of America's Web Radio are the first to receive information about new shows and links to the latest podcast episodes. Join now and receive a free gift while supplies last. For more information and to join our family, please visit www.patreon.com slash America's Web Radio. If you have questions, contact us at gm at americaswebradio.com. And as always, thank you for listening. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the americasbroadcastnetwork.com. Thank you for listening. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the americasbroadcastnetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Hello, everybody. I'm back. This is Roger B. on Locked and Loaded, and you're listening to America's Web Radio. Right before we left the break, we were talking about why you need a gun. We mentioned the two-and-a-half-hour 911 response time in New Orleans. We mentioned that violence is becoming such a problem, and Democrats are pulling money from police departments all over the country. In fact, New Orleans lost $15 million in funding for their police department so why not have a two-and-a-half-hour response time? I mean, you know, you can't get there because you don't have enough police. You don't have enough money to pay for any police, for new policemen. So you said, okay, let's go to the gun shop. Let's get a gun. Let's learn how to use it. Let's defend ourselves. Let's learn how to do this. Especially, we're talking about also how uh, Georgia, for instance, has now passed constitutional carry. Which is, I mean, if you can if you can legally buy a gun, you probably should be able to carry it if you want to. I don't have any issue with that. However, I do believe you really need to have training. However, I don't think the government should be the one to dictate that to you. But just common sense would tell you, go ahead. If you get a gun and you've not used one before, not used one for many years, get take a class. Go with somebody who's an enthusiast. Let them teach you a few things if you trust them. Learn how to be, because when you get in that situation and your adrenaline starts to flow, you're going to forget things so fast unless you train to the point of instinct. Can you draw that weapon out of a holster? Can you pull it back? Do you keep it loaded or do you have to rack it before you use it? If you do have to rack it before you use it, have you practiced at the range picking it up or pulling out of your holster, racking it and firing it? You know, I don't care that you want to carry a gun and not have one in the chamber. I mean, 
To me, it seems silly to do that. But if you want to do that, at least practice getting it up and running so quickly that it becomes instinct. Do it so fast you can't. You don't even have to think about it. But you're wondering, so you're going to go to the local gun store and buy a gun. However, if you live in Burbank, California, that's going to be a little tougher now because they have a fact that the city is not going to allow – well, they're trying to pass a bill to impose a moratorium on any new gun stores. So like we were talking about right before we left for the break, gun sales are have been at the highest point in history over the last three years. We've had phenomenal sales of over a million guns a month steady for the last three years. So selling guns is a good business, and anybody who's a businessman would realize, hey, this seems like a good idea to get into this type of business. However... City Hall in uh, California, Burbank, California, is considering a 45-day moratorium in a new stores that sell guns. While the officials craft new zoning laws that can result in existing stores being forced to relocate or shut down completely. Now, that seems like it would be illegal. If you're not grandfathered in under this kind of thing, this is they're going out of their way to sh- kill guns. California as a state in general has gone out of their way. They have shut down huge numbers of guns from even being able to be sold in California with their ridiculous gun control registry that they have. But here you got a, a, a product that's being sold in record numbers across the country, including California, and you have a city wanting to shut down the sales of guns. Is it because they're selling so many guns or because they know that the police cannot protect residents and they don't want residents to have easy access to guns? Even though the Constitution clearly states, shall not be infringed. I can't say that enough. It just It's so irritating to me that these politicians who swore an oath to uphold the Constitution will sit there and pass laws or pass policy that goes against their oath they swore to uphold the Constitution. The Constitution has not changed in that respect. The gun laws, have, the Second Amendment has not changed in over 200 years. So that's something you can't just swear an oath to defend it and then with your next breath go completely against it. And yet us, the people, the people who put them in office will stand by, let them flat out lie to us, and nobody seems to care. It is completely ridiculous that we let them get away with this. We all need to hold the politicians' feet to the fire when it comes to guns. Make them understand the Second Amendment is not a privilege. That's not something we have to earn the right to have. It's a right spelled out clearly in black and white. For over 200 years it has been there, and there should be no restrictions on gun ownerships. However... If you lose your rights as a citizen, as you do when you're a convicted felon of some sort, then you don't have the rights anymore. But you also don't have the right to vote. You don't have the right to run for certain government positions or serve in government agencies. So these rights have been taken away not just for guns, but there are other things too. But to have law-abiding citizens have their rights taken away by some policy change or some proxy of politicians – while the politicians maintain their armed guards 24-7, you're allowing these politicians to consider themselves royalty, and you're treating them as such if you believe in this. If you don't realize what's going on here, if you don't realize the politicians are turning you into a defenseless person all the while keeping their own defenses at the highest levels ever, 
then apparently you don't believe a citizen has a right. You don't believe citizens have rights. You don't believe in the the right to keep and bear arms. You don't believe in the right to avoid unreasonable search and seizure. None of the Ten Amendments should apply to any citizen if you don't believe the Second Amendment applies to them. You don't believe in the freedom of speech. You don't believe in the freedom to assemble. You don't believe in the freedom of choice of religion if you don't believe people have the right to keep and bear arms. They're all attached. They're all in the first Ten Amendments. And I haven't even got to all of them, but they're all there. And all of the Ten Amendments, they're not giving you your rights. That's not what they do. They do not not issue your rights. They're not giving you the right to. They're limiting the government from taking away these rights. They're assuming these rights are untenable, are are God-given and shall not be touched. So they're telling the government, you shall not infringe you may you may make no law to limit to stop any of these things that's what the the first 10 amendments are that's what the bill of rights is all about it's not giving you your rights it's just telling the government they cannot infringe on them in any way so be careful because if they were to repeal or change the bill of rights believe me the second amendment would only be the first one in line then they would start changing laws of all the first ten amendments and our rights would slowly erode into nothing and we end up being a third world country run by little dictators in every state every state would have their own little dictatorial setup where the dictators would become celebrities of a sort or put on a pedestal or given special rights that regular citizens don't have we have to maintain equality under the law to make our constitution work so be aware. And also, I'm going to bring out some good news today, since this is all not so great. I've been keeping track of pricing on guns, and gun prices are coming down again. They're getting low. I've seen AR-15s from several different sellers, at least online and at gun shows, under $500 in the mid-fours. I've seen 429 to 489 for decent quality AR-15s, which is kind of a... A yardstick by which I, you measure some of the gun prices. Now, pistol prices have been accelerating to some extent, mostly just because of inflation. The inflation rates are causing some prices to go up. Ammunition is still high, but it is becoming more plentiful. And as it becomes more and more plentiful and these stockpiles build up in these suppliers' warehouses, they're going to start shrinking their inventory, which is going to cause suppliers to start lowering the prices because they're not going to be able to sell what they're making now. So that is coming. I can see that on the horizon. And it may not get as low as it was in 2019, which was some of the lowest prices I have seen in a long time. And I've been doing this for a while, folks. I've been buying guns and ammo since the 90s before the crime bill went into effect. But if you want to get into it, now would not be a bad time as far as the pricing of the guns. Ammo is still a little high, but availability is there. Almost every major supplier, every major distributor has stocks and stocks of ammo. So it would be a little more expensive, but you can get it. So now might be the time to look. If you're looking for that first gun or you're looking to add a gun to your collection, now might be the time to look because I don't know what's going to happen if they get this ban passed that they pass in the House, if they get it past the Senate, you know the Biden administration will sign it without hesitation, with a lot of glee, and so fast they're going to break their hand trying to get their pen out of their pocket to sign this thing. Hopefully the Senate will stop it and realize this is unconstitutional, it's illegal, we shouldn't do it. 
especially with the NRA membership as high as it is, with gun sales as high as they are, don't restrict our constitutional rights, especially when you're already restricting the police from being able to do what they need to do. You're pulling funding from police departments who are our only source of armed protection if you don't have a weapon, unless you have a private security force at your fingertips, which a lot of celebrities and politicians do. I'm pretty sure every politician who's high enough up sends their kid to a private school in Washington where they have armed guards at their school. But yet they want to pass laws to prevent you from having armed people at your school where your kids go. So basically they're saying your kids are not as important as ours. Because we're in politics, our kids are more important than yours. Than yours, Our lives are more important than yours because we need protection because we're important and you're not. You don't need protection. You don't need to have armed guards in your school because your kids don't mean as much as our kids do. Think about that for a minute. Let that sink in. If you have, if you live in a district, an area, a city, a county where they do not allow guns in school, they're telling you that your kids don't mean as much as their kids do to them, especially if these politicians have their kids in private schools and have armed security or even, you know, lockable doors that they can control during the day to keep people out. Don't let them get away with this. This is not how equality under the law works. We have to be equal or we're never going to be a country of freedom. So keep that in mind. But get out there if you have to. If you want to, now would be a good time to look for a gun. The prices are, are low enough. There's a lot of cool new stuff out there. After the COVID thing, the uh, SHOT Show released a lot of things that were on hold for a year or so. And there are certain things to look for. I have people every day ask me, well, what kind of gun should I get? What do you recommend? And that's really a really tough question for me to answer because I don't know necessarily what you need. And that would be my first thing. I would probably ask you 20 questions right after that to try and establish what's going to make the difference in what you select. What are you going to do with the gun? We'll go, well, I'm going to keep it for self-defense. Okay. Are you going to keep it on you? Are you going to wear it? Are you going to carry it? Are you going to leave it in a nightstand? Are you going to have it in a box in the bottom of the closet? I mean, where are you going to keep it? What do you intend to do with it? How accessible is it going to be? That's going to be something I need to know. I need to know how accessible this weapon is going to be. Next question is going to be, how much experience do you have with a gun? Have you shot one before? Were you in the military? Were you ever a policeman? Do you have any kind of formal training? Did you have a grandfather who taught you how to shoot? Father? Cousins? Do you have any experience? Or if you buy a gun, will it be the first time you actually lay hands on an actual weapon? If that, those are questions we'd have to answer. And there are ways to work with any answer you give me. There's a way to work with it. Unless you tell me I don't feel comfortable and I never will and I used to, you know, I don't, I don't want to do it. If you don't want to, I don't want you to have a weapon. If you have some sort of, I guess, aversion to owning one, then by all means don't. That's a freedom you have in this country still. You can make that choice. But if you're thinking about it and you're thinking you want to, but you have questions, Go to your local gun shop. Ask any friends who might be enthusiasts. Most enthusiasts are more than willing to talk to you. In fact, if you go to the local gun store, you can talk to the guys who work there. You can also talk to people who are walking around looking. Now, if your city or state allows gun shows, that's a beautiful way to go and see a huge selection of weapons. Because a lot of local gun stores go to these gun shows to sell their wares. And you can meet a lot of fellow enthusiasts who are usually more than willing to help you out, 
to give you ideas, to ask you the proper questions, to walk you around, let you put your hands on a few things to see, I guess, you know, what's going to suit you the best, what kind of expectations you have, if these expectations can be met. All that is going to be is going to be things you're going to have to have answers to before I can give you any answers. Like I say, every question you ask me is probably going to trigger 20 more questions. But if you're prepared to talk about it, we can certainly move forward. I would help you in any way I can. If you're a friend of mine or you want some advice, I can help you with whatever I, whatever you think my advice is worth, I'm willing to give it. All right, come back right after these messages. I am Roger B. This is Locked and Loaded, and you are listening to America's Web Radio. If you have lost a loved one and were left with a firearms collection and are not sure how to dispose of them safely, or you may have firearms you no longer want, this message is for you. I am a licensed FFL firearms dealer in the state of Florida, specializing in estate firearm purchases. It is very important that all firearm transactions be handled according to state and federal laws. You can contact me for information at firearmliquidationservice at outlook.com, or you can call or text me at 407-921-8100-247 and ask for James. Again, for information contact me at Firearm Liquidation Service at Outlook.com or call or text me at 407-921-8100. All communications are strictly confidential. When it comes to car magazines, are you tired of reading about mega-dollar collector cars you can't afford or endless reporting on auctions and how-to tech stories that don't interest you? Then Crankshaft is the car magazine for you. Crankshaft is a 144-page softcover quarterly filled with all sorts of fascinating stories, the type of car features you won't find anywhere else. It features American and foreign cars, pre- and post-war era cars of distinction including sports cars, muscle cars, and regular family sedans too. To discover what many car enthusiasts are saying is the best car magazine ever published, you can purchase either a single copy for $12.95 plus $3 postage, or a one-year subscription, four issues, for $59.95. To order your copy, go to www.crankshaftmagazine.com. That's www.crankshaftmagazine.com. Do you love classic and special interest cars? If so, listen to our podcast every Saturday from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time here on America's Web Radio. Or find us on your favorite podcast site, iTunes, Spotify, or any of the others out there. We'll talk about classic cars. We'll talk to car guys. We'll talk to clubs that are here at our facility here in Classic Auto Mall. And we'll also talk about Classic Auto Mall and how we can help you sell your classic or special interest car. So give us a listen every Saturday morning from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Thanks. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Hello and welcome back. I am Roger B. This is Locked and Loaded on America's Web Radio. And right before we left for the break, we were talking about questions you need to ask and questions you should expect to be asked if you're looking to buy a gun for the first time. If you have a friend who's an enthusiast, that'd be a good place to start. And it would have to be somebody that you trust their opinion would not be... I guess, influenced by their particular favorites, but they need to know things from you before they can make any recommendations. <clears throat> if you ask somebody, what kind of gun should I get, and they answer right away with a brand name, that's not the person you need to talk to. They haven't even asked you what you're going to do with it or what you need it for or how you plan on using it or storing it or anything like that. You need somebody with a little more open mind than that to help you out. In fact, when you ask them a question, it should trigger them to like I said, ask you 20 more. 
And if you're going to be honest about it, answer the questions honestly, you'll get the best possible advice. And I say gun shows, gun shops, all are good places. And not just the people who are working there. If you meet any of the people who are looking at things, you know, you see somebody picking something up that you're looking at, ask them, oh, why are you looking at that one? Is that a good one? Have you had any experience with any others? Most gun enthusiasts are more than willing to to talk for as long as you're willing to talk about guns, opinions, you know, whatever information they can give you, hopefully you'll be able to glean enough to be able to go and make your own choice. Ideally, though, you want to have something that's going to suit your needs, and you have to realize, are you planning on becoming, you think this is going to be something you're going to be an enthusiast, or do you believe this is just something that you're going to use extremely occasionally and leave in a a dresser drawer, leave locked in a box when you're not home, and hopefully only need it in extreme circumstances. If that's the case, you need to get something different than if you're going to become an enthusiast and you think this is going to be a lifestyle change for you or something you always wanted to do and haven't done it yet. And the best thing you can do is get somebody to take you to the range. Go out there, fire some rounds off, you know, and like I say, ammo's expensive. So if someone's willing to take you, be willing to help them with the costs. You know, don't let them front the whole cost or you're going to lose a friend very quickly. Help them front the cost of the range time, the ammunition. Now, if they have ear and eye protection, if they have targets, if they have guns you can use, that would all, that would save you a lot of money and give you a lot to do. That would give you a good start if they're willing to do that, but be willing to help them take up some of the brunt of the cost of taking you shooting. They may not take the money, but at least offer it. So there you go. Go to the range, fire off some rounds. See what to expect. Some people have never fired a weapon before in their lives. They don't know what to expect. And you hear some of these news reporters talking about it. You think it's like firing a cannon off your shoulder. It is not. It's a controllable tool that anybody can learn to use if they have the right mindset when they go into it. So be prepared, and if you can't, take a beginning class. Every range in every city probably offers a beginner class, and you will end up in the classroom for at least half this time becoming familiar with different weapons, understanding the basics that you can apply to any weapon you run across. And, of course, find somebody who will teach you the four rules of gun safety. Treat every weapon as if it was loaded. That goes without saying. You don't want to be waving a gun around and then end up shooting somebody and say, oh, I didn't know it was loaded. That's a lousy excuse. And don't use it. Don't point your gun at anything you don't intend to shoot. Now, granted, I mean, obviously, if you're handling a weapon, you're going to try and keep it pointed in a safe direction at all times, obviously. Now, obviously, if you're handling a weapon around other people, you just have to be cautious, be careful, and be... You know, cognizant of where it's going. And my, the most important rule to me is keep your finger off the trigger until you are ready to fire the weapon. So if you're handling the gun, trying it, holding it out, you know, trying it out, try and keep your finger off the trigger until somebody experienced tells you, okay, now I want you to pull up on a target and I want you to shoot the, shoot something or I want you to pull the trigger. Now, granted, hopefully before they've done this, they will have checked this gun several times, shown you that it's empty before they let you what they call dry fire a weapon, which means fire a weapon without ammo in it. And very most weapons are not damaged by this at all. It's not a problem. Now, certain weapons... 
Uh, the small ones in particular, 22s, 22 rimfires, any kind of rimfire weapon can be more easily damaged by dry firing, so we don't recommend doing that. But in a center fire pistol or rifle, especially a modern day one, usually not going to hurt anything. If it's an old antique, an old Luger or something, you know, out of World War One, two or beyond that, be careful with any type of dry firing because some of the parts in the older weapons are much more fragile and there's a problem, you know, they have a problem getting parts for some of them too and the parts were not manufactured the same way modern guns are. <clears throat> so keep that in mind. But once you get a chance to pull up and pull that trigger and see how it feels, the next step is to go to a range and shoot it with live ammunition so you know what to expect. I would hate for you to buy a gun, load it up, throw it in a dresser drawer, and then the first time you fire that is when somebody confronts you in your house or when you see a danger that you have to go confront. That would be the worst time you could possibly fire a gun for the first time is in that situation because your adrenaline is going to be pumping so much. Your your fine motor skills are going to be diminished to some extent. Your vision is going to be diminished to some extent because that adrenaline will cause that fight-or-flight reflex. And unless you have experience with what you're fighting with, it's going to be extremely difficult to be good at it. And not everybody's going to be an enthusiast. Some people just want to go get the experience, know just enough to get by, and they'll keep that gun in a nightstand until it becomes necessary to use it. Now, if you do go to the range and you decide you like it, this is fun, I like doing this, this is entertaining, I find it a valuable skill, I want to hone this skill a little more, there are plenty of ways to do that as well. So keep in mind when you're purchasing the first weapon, what is my one most likely reason for having it. If it's just for target's practice, buy a full-size weapon and a small caliber and practice with that. If you want something that's going to be used for self-defense, make sure you get a caliber that's capable of doing that. You don't want to be underpowered going into a self-defense situation, especially with limited experience. So those are two things you got to concern. And the best thing, go to the range where they have rental guns. That would be the ideal situation with somebody who has experience. Go to the range. Get into the rental counter. Most of the time, it's a small fee to basically unlock it, shoot whatever you want in there for one small fee as long as you buy the ammo from the range. And go with somebody of experience to help you along and help you decide, someone you can trust and will take the time to teach you. Once you shoot a few guns, whether it's three or whether it's 12, fine, narrow it down to a few that you like the best, shoot them a little more, and then you've made, then you may have come to a decision on what you want to get. And then of course keep in mind, once you get the gun, that's only half of it. You're going to need a way to properly store it. Do you have kids in the house? Are you going to have to have it locked up? Do you just want to have it in a holster so you can have easier access to it? Are you going to carry this gun at all or is it just going to be a house gun? Decide what you're going to do, make your decision, and go from there. If you're going to carry it, you need a little different gun than if you're just going to have it sitting in a nightstand. The size of the gun will make a difference if you carry. If you carry, your size will make a difference. If you're a bigger guy, you can carry a bigger gun and conceal it better. If you're smaller, you need to take that into account. Same thing. And that goes for genders also. I'm not trying to be gender-specific, but most women are smaller than most men, and they need something that suits their needs a little better. But a lot of times women, if they carry a purse everywhere they go, have an easier way to carry a gun and keep it concealed than a lot of guys do. Because if a guy has to wear his gun on him, he's got to be extremely, I guess, alert or uh, uh, aware of how he's going to carry it 
if it's going to show, if he's going to be able to keep it concealed properly, and what's he going to do when he goes to the bathroom is if he's wearing it on his belt? Is he going to take it off his belt? Is he just going to drop his drop stuff down and try and go with it hanging off the side of your belt, off the side of your pants? And that's, you know, those are just common things that happen when you carry a gun. If you're not going to carry it, get a different gun. If you're going to carry it, get a different gun. Make these decisions based on your use and find somebody to help you. Those are the two things I can't stress enough. But anyway, now's a good time. The prices are low. Ammo is plentiful. And uh, the enthusiasts are out there if you can find them. And most of them, most everybody I've met in a gun industry or gun-related sport has been more than willing to help somebody new. In fact, they're very welcoming. They're very informative. And there's no such thing as a bad question if it's a, a serious Enthusiasts. They're not going to think any question you ask is bad or funny or they're not going to give you a hard time about it. Unless you tell them you don't think you need a gun, in which case they're going to tell you, okay, fine, then you rely on the police. Maybe in two and a half hours when they get there, they can come scoop your dead body off the floor or draw that chalk line because you've always wanted to be an art. <laughs> if you were an artist, maybe you always wanted to be a subject of someone's art. I would not recommend the chalk line as being a subject of art either. Because you you won't be there to enjoy it. But take your time. Make the decision. But now is a good time. For months, I've been telling people prices were too high. It's getting too expensive. The prices are low enough now. Now, also, politics has a lot to play into pricing. If they get this law passed through the House and it goes to Biden, he's going to sign it. And if it gets passed through the House, the prices of guns are going up. Yes, they're going up, my friends. That's why I say now may be the very best time. I don't know when this bill is coming to the to the to the Senate. If they're going to sign it, if they're going to pass it, if it does go to the Senate and they don't pass it, the prices should remain low or even get lower at that point, and you'll be able to have a much better selection at a much better price. So keep that in mind. But you have to be aware of politics because guns and politics are so interwoven; it's hard to distinguish the difference between them. So you have to be aware of that. All right, folks, I'm about run out of time here, so have fun gun shopping. Talk to friends who are enthusiasts and get to know what they tell you. And I'll see you next week. I am Roger B. This is Locked and Loaded, and you're listening to America's Web Radio. The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.